Hello everyone and welcome to Socially Kaya, a podcast featuring successful young entrepreneurs, small businesses, and people making a difference in their community. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I have a great show planned for you and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. But first, I'm going to get started with our featured app of the week. This week's featured app of the week is Untapped. Untapped is a social discovery and check-in network for anyone that enjoys beer. It gives you the ability to easily find nearby craft beers and bars, see what beers are trending, as well as see where your friends are drinking. Check out personalized recommendations and use Untapped to find the nearest location you can to get the beer you want. Once you've got that delicious beer in your hand, use Untapped to track, rate, take a photo, and share it with all your friends. As you explore more beer styles and locations, you will uncover a variety of badges. Untapped is available for iOS and Android. Visit sociallykaya.ca and right on the homepage we'll have a link to the Untapped website as well as links for you to download it for both your iOS and Android devices. Now that you've had a chance to check out this week's featured app of the week, let's head into our next exciting interview. Today I'm joined by Wayne Sheridan, the man behind Situation Brewing. Situation opened in 2016 and is Edmonton's go-to brew pub for Simply Great Beer. Located just off White Ave, Situation Brewing has seen great success since opening its doors. Although Wayne isn't the first person in the Edmonton area to venture into the craft beer market, his passion for what he does is refreshing. So welcome Wayne and thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So I have a lot of great questions to ask you, so let's get started. Great. The first one I have for you is what inspired you to start Situation Brewing? (laughs) Of course, it's it's all about brewing. Most people in the brewing industry get pulled in uh, by making beer at home. Wanting to make more beer than maybe what's legal, or yeah. having so much beer, you're sort of motivated to sell it. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like the confluence of uh, making beer at home that got me kind of revved up about uh, starting a brewery. Yeah. And then it was also the the catalyst of the change to the regulations in Alberta that that actually permitted small scale brewing. Right. Uh, that uh, before uh, 2014, there was actually a minimum production requirement that was imposed okay. that really kept. Uh, new small breweries just out of the province because it uh, wasn't possible to get a license. Okay, well, perfect. What did you do before opening Situation, and why did you decide to change it up? Um, uh, my my past life or my past profession was uh, electrical engineering. Okay. I did that for about twenty years, yeah. and uh, it's good. It's a it's a rewarding uh, industry, but uh, it can be at times a little bit dry. So. Right. Um, Producing a, a good uh, project, let's say, for somebody is is rewarding, but yeah. I, you're not going to get the same kind of lit up face that you get uh, <laughs> sliding a say a five dollar glass of beer across right. the counter to somebody. <laughs> so it's there's definitely a more kind of immediate feedback and, and yeah. making people happier, let's say, on a different level. Exactly. Um, and uh, as well, it just uh, I realized pretty quickly in my business planning that it wasn't possible to just sort of do it weekends and evening for right. for what I had in mind at least. Yeah. So it was also necessary to kind of pick one or the other as well. <laughs> yeah. And you're probably happy with your decision. Yeah, so far, yeah. So far, so so good. Some sleepless nights and starting a small business, but it's going okay. Awesome. What kind of background does one need to become a brewer? Uh, To become a brewer, there's kind of two ways to get into the industry. 
Uh, one is through the uh, formal training program, which we're lucky enough in Alberta to uh, have right here at uh, the Olds College. Okay. Uh, it's been, uh, I think, two years in operation now. There's a couple others in Canada, but not a lot. So that's right. one way into the industry. The other way is through uh, just experience. Okay. Uh, so it's totally viable as well to, to not be formally trained, but to just learn uh, on the job and through industry experience. Cool. And which way did you get into it? Did you take the formal training or did <laughs> no, you just jump in? I, sort of neither, actually. <laughs> uh, that's another thing I discovered in my business business planning is that uh, the scale that I imagined just doing myself kind of step taking one step up from home brewing yeah. that I could I could probably figure it as I went uh, was probably not going to work as well so the scale that uh, that we're doing now is such that it requires uh, somebody with that training actually we have two full-time brewers that are okay. here in the brewery with us right now yeah uh, and uh, I'm not a full-time brewer so no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not either but I, I eventually will kind of pick it up as we go yeah perfect how has your background from your p previous career maybe helped you with this venture? Uh, well, kind of two ways, I guess. The, the homebrewing experience uh, that, that one gets, it, all the technical elements are the same, or very similar at least. Okay. Uh, so that's helped out tremendously, which is, was not my career, but learning how to brew at home, um, the theory is much the same. The, it's the technical side, that, uh, like the operation, the equipment and, and such, that requires some experience, even from right. a safety perspective. But then the other side of it, the business planning and, and business operation, I was uh, aided greatly in my sort of engineering background. A lot of the, I mean, business is business uh, in a lot of ways. So yeah. that part's help, helped me a lot to, to plan the business and get it off the ground. Perfect. What can people expect when they come into situation? <laughs> uh, well, hopefully a good glass of beer, <laughs> a great glass of beer. Uh, but more than that, I guess, and, and it may relate to even some of your other questions, is what, what makes us special or why... You know, other than just great beer, which is obviously why the main reason we exist, but yeah. why here? What What's more than just what's in the glass? So part of the reason, and, and even in my business planning, to do the scale and the location that we're doing it in is to give somebody more than just a great glass of beer. Because right. the truth is you can get great glasses of beer in Edmonton already, and more and more of them are being made here, which we're part of and, and yeah. very excited about. But um, when it comes to situation, what, what we also want to offer is a look at the side that engages most people and drags them into the industry, which is the brewing side. Right. So we want to highlight, we want to put great beer into glasses for, for folks and put great food alongside it. But yeah. we also want to really show them what goes into making that, that glass of beer possible. So it's really the people and the process behind the product is what we're trying to really show other than just giving them <laughs> a great beer experience. We want to give them a brewery experience. Perfect. What is your favorite beer to brew <laughs> and what is your favorite beer to drink? Um, that's, I get that. That's probably like the number one question that I get. And, and I always tell, I always respond or qualify the answer with, well, that's like asking a parent to pick their favorite child. And then, the, and then the questioner usually laughs and they say, yeah, but everybody actually does have a favorite child. I'm it's like, true. oh yeah, right. Um, probably the beer that I'm most excited about or that we're, that all of us are the most excited about is, and even it's probably almost our number one seller is our IPA, okay. which is, a. Uh, I mean, it's a style that lends itself to a, a wide variety of approaches, and it's a very dynamic style in terms of flavors and what you can do with it. Um, so our page turner IPA would probably be the one that that's uh, received maybe the most amount of thoughts and test batches and development time, and and is being received really well. And we all like to drink it too. Perfect. So what goes into making a flavorful beer? <laughs> well, to make any kind of beer, you have to have at least four ingredients, and those, those four ingredients are water. Um, a malt or something else fermentable, yeah. uh, hops and yeast. So, so if the question is like literally what goes into it, those, <laughs> there's four things that need to go into to make any kind of a beer. Yeah. But uh, probably what goes into making it flavorful, 
to get maybe a little bit non-literal with the question <laughs> is uh, probably passion. You need to put passion to the beer yeah. and you need to put risk into the beer yeah. as well. So if you're trying to play it uh, safe, then you end up getting away from craft beer and that, that's sort of the business model for uh, corporate beer for uh, some of the big guys. Right. They're not putting any risk into their beer and, and you could argue that uh, it, you can't argue the quality is not there, but, but just how interesting it is uh, is uh, sort of where the difference shows up in craft beer versus corporate beer because our beers are not for uh, 100% of people who enjoy beer in Canada. Right. Um, we like to, uh, and we know that the, the segment of the beer drinking population that enjoys craft beer is growing, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, our beers are different or markedly different from corporate beer because of the risks that we take and, and how we're not trying to make a beer that's the least objectionable. We're trying to make it uh, the most interesting that we can. Perfect. How does having your brewery in the White Ave area help your business? Oh, it, yeah, it's absolutely necessary to uh, to have it kind of where it is, and it, it's a yeah. very it was a very tricky proposition to find a location that kind of suited the vision, right? Because uh, retail space, like right on White Ave, would both be not suitable for practical reasons as well as uh, commercially, right. probably too expensive to rent. But yet, if we got too far away from um, like a high traffic area, mm-hmm. then we lose the opportunity to, to showcase the brewery to as many people. Right. So it's striking that right balance. We're just one block off of White Up, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we believe it's vitally important to uh, capture at least some of that, that foot traffic and right. be accessible uh, so that we're not just producing beer, but we're showing people about brewing, not, not just a great product. Perfect. So it's really necessary. Yeah, I bet. Where do you think the craft beer market is going in Alberta? Uh, the craft beer market in Alberta is, is only going one way, and that's up. Yeah. Uh, the the research is changing probably year to year, so my, my numbers might be a little bit out of date. But the uh, the overall trend in uh, beer in Canada or beer in Alberta is not that more uh, more liters of beer are being consumed, uh, but the segmentation of that beer is changing year over year or even quarter by quarter. There's more and more uh, beer uh, craft beer being drunk and less and less corporate beer being consumed. That's uh, so it's just a really a segmentation <laughs> shift. It's not that craft beer uh, is trying to increase the beer market, but it's sort of changing the, the demographics of where people are looking uh, to get their beer from and what they're hopeful to, to have in their beer. Perfect. How important is the name and label of a beer? And what do you do differently with yours to attract customers to buy mm-hmm. your products off the shelves instead of someone else that is in the same field as you? Yeah, so it kind of ties into um, sort of our channels that we that we put our beer into the market with, and ours is probably about as simple as you can get. Uh, we're producing a very small amount of beer yeah. uh, here at the brewery, and uh, we're pouring about half of it here at the brewery. Okay. So we put in the kegs only, uh, which leaves the other half of the production in kegs available for wholesale right. to other restaurants and bars, and just in the Edmonton area. So the, the key difference is that we don't can or bottle okay. uh, our products, probably never will, I don't I don't think we'll ever see a need um, to do that. Right. And uh, the advantage to doing that is a little bit simpler channels to manage uh, as well. We don't have to buy a canning or bottling line. Yeah. Uh, it means that we don't, you won't find our beer um, in liquor stores unless they have a growler filling station where right. they can take a keg of our beer and fill up growlers. The advantage though is that uh, it means that we don't have to worry about shelf stability uh, or shelf life because literally our beer is coming out of the fermenter into a keg and then being poured within days or weeks uh, right. of it being produced so um it's it's going to be the freshest beer that you can drink which in my opinion makes it truly better definitely so 
There are multiple craft breweries in the Edmonton area and the surrounding area as well. How do you handle the competition? Yeah, the way that the industry looks at that, and when I say the industry, I mean all of those new craft breweries. Yeah. There's there's probably uh, like going to be two or at least three more coming online within the next year and wow. probably maybe a dozen more in planning that, that some of which I might not even know of. But uh, the way that we look, all the craft brewers look at it is it's actually not competition or if yeah. we want to if we want to call it something sometimes we call it cooperation right <laughs> uh, because the truth is that there those craft breweries are not our competition and I'm not theirs uh, our competition are are the big guys the the sort of the three big labels that control about 90% of the beer right. in Canada and that that's what we work together with other craft brewers to try to to try to give people that aha moment that maybe they've never had craft beer they know they like beer but they've never had that craft beer experience that right makes them realize wow there's there's so much more to beer than this yellow fizzy lager that i've been happily drinking it's not about the quality because the quality is there but it really is about making more interesting beer and together with other craft brewers we draw people into that market segment so right. so we never really view those other craft brewers as competition so we yeah. don't we don't treat them like that we all work together we'll loan them equipment we'll ask them to help us out when we're in a bind so it's there's really no there's no competition that's awesome. It's good to know that you guys kind of all work together. It yeah. makes it a lot different. People probably don't don't know that, and yeah. so it's cool to it's cool to understand that yeah. you know you guys. And it's it's growing because of that regulatory change that I mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, it means that there's still a vacuum that's filling up. So yeah. I guess Edmontonians or Albertans can expect to see maybe like two or three or five new breweries a year for the next several years. Wow. And, and that's, that's going to be good. Like it's really not that, oh, what's going to happen to the ones that the first three that opened? No, well, exactly. maybe if we get to 10 or 20, then we start to reach kind of a saturation point. But right, right now it's just, it's filling a vacuum and it's good for every, it's good for all brewers. The more craft brewers there are, yeah. the more demand for craft beer there becomes. Perfect. What makes situation different from the other craft breweries? Um, the, probably the, the biggest, uh, commercial difference <clears throat> is that you won't find our beer in cans or bottles because we're such a small production just in kegs. So that's one difference. Yeah. You'd have to go to kind of a, uh, we hope like we can say cool <laughs> spot in Edmonton to find it, whether yeah. it's, uh, whether it's here at the brewery or at another restaurant or bar, mm -hmm. uh, to find it. Um, and then, uh, also just, uh, our location, like right. the situation, even the name situation relates to where we're situated, yeah. uh, becomes kind of part of our core values and part of what we're about is is our location to show off the brewery even the the windows that we're looking at right here in <laughs> yeah. the brewery the sun streaming in and yeah and kind of warming things up it's even on a cold day it's, it's just so cool to to uh, be standing inside a small brewery just to block off a of white avenue yeah that's awesome what advice do you have for anyone who might be interested in getting into this industry? Mm -hmm. uh, well, eventually you just have to do it. If yeah. you want to, if <laughs> I kind of the, the jumping off point for me was deciding whether or not I just wanted to to continue to be a really passionate home brewer and yeah. and kind of giving away the, my beer to friends and family and sharing it that way, or whether I wanted to try to turn it into a business. So I think that there's definitely a jumping off point for for anybody who's considering getting getting into it yeah. so it's it's not that it's a bad market to get into but you do have to kind of do your homework and it's mm -hmm. uh it's not that you have to have a phd in economics to, <laughs> to do it but uh just yeah as long as everything's scaled properly yeah. the the time is right to open a brewery in alberta or even in edmonton perfect so aside from getting the products here um what are some of the restaurants that you have a partnership with where people mm -hmm. can find your product yeah so the i guess to 
the values that we used to guide where we would expect to sell our beer, where we want to sell our beer, yeah. are uh, small and especially independently owned and operated restaurants here in Edmonton. And the other kind of factor too is that we like to introduce as many new styles and rotate things up as much. So we're really not looking for um, the highest volume, say tap. That's not necessarily a win for us. We're right. looking for places that, that share the same value in craft beer and that are looking to promote the industry, not just get, uh, say like the, the cheapest beer or the highest alcohol percentage beer right. or the most widely appealing beer. So it leads us to uh, to places, uh, just to name a few, I might forget some, <laughs> but just to name a few here in White Up, Continental Treat is one, uh, Three Boars is another one, Ampersand 27, uh, just to name a few right right here yeah. on White Avenue, uh, Ar um, Arcadia on 124th Street, right. uh, the Almanac restaurant here on White Ave as well. So these are kind oh. of small independent uh, restaurants that we love to have our beer there. Yeah. They love to the same kind of rotation of products and new styles yeah. coming online that we like to make. So yeah. that's, that's our target uh, areas. Perfect. What keeps customers coming back? <laughs> um, I don't, when, when we think about customers, like who drinks our beer, or who would come to the, to the brewery for a pint or, or some food? Um, I don't really think of them as our customers or that they only come here. I think of I think of people coming to the uh, White Avenue area or people that, that like to visit the type of restaurants that I just mentioned. So right. I think it's, I think our target demographic, we don't, we're not hoping that someone only ever comes here and doesn't go to the no. place next door because that's another case where it's co-opetition and not competition. Yeah. No one's going to come here every time they, they want to go for a beer or, or for a meal. Yeah. So um, we hope that the experience that we offer is genuine that it's, it's value added, like we're very conscious of, of not letting our beer prices or food prices escalate yeah. uh, to make it inaccessible because beer in itself is an accessible type of drink. It's not, uh, it's not, it can be as complicated as you want it to be, but inherently <laughs> it's not as complicated as maybe cocktails or wine and such. Yeah. So we like to keep the food and the vibe just very accessible and we hope that people come back because they enjoy the food and the time with friends and the location and the overall brewery experience. Perfect. So the last question I have for you, mm -hmm. is there anything else that we haven't chatted about today that you'd maybe like to share with people? Um, no, you've you done a pretty good job <laughs> at composing all the questions that can be asked from all the angles. Um, just, yeah, just that it's uh, craft beer is really an experience. So if there's somebody that's listening to the podcast that maybe hasn't uh, tried craft beer, uh, give it a shot. Like there's, there's no better way to get introduced <laughs> to it than coming and like drinking with a brewer or getting a brewery tour yeah. and seeing what goes into that glass and really how closely connected uh, the ingredients, like for example, the barley grown here in, in Alberta is uh, how close that connection is to the real consumer. So that's, that's the kind of connections we're trying to make. Uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, women in craft beer is probably the largest growing segment of, of craft beer. Really? So that's getting a lot of attention um, as well. But yeah. uh, historically, I guess maybe women have not been associated with the largest <laughs> beer consumers. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it, I know one thing is that it's changing quickly. Yeah. So that's another kind of maybe if you're a, a lady listening to uh, <laughs> to the podcast, don't be afraid to, to try our craft beer as well. It's probably easier to enjoy than some of the the uh, the corporate versions of beer. Perfect. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to, to thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you. And I'm so excited to see what's going to happen for you in situation in the next few years. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thanks. All right, everyone. So thank you for joining me this week. And thank you so much for listening to this interview. I can't wait to share the next one with you. So tune in next Tuesday when we have a new episode for you. Have a great week. And until then, stay social.